Hello out there, Nerd Basement listeners. Kyle here with Alex. Hello, guys. What's up? We are covering the season finale. Oh, my goodness. Chapter 16, The Rescue of this excellent season two of The Mandalorian. So much to discuss, so much to talk about. We've been chopping at the bit to go. It is Mando Sunday, folks, and hope you guys are all well and happy out there in this holiday season. How are you, Alex? Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so let's start out. we got so much to cover with our three favorite things here and see what we can get to and what we can't. Uh, oh, uh, also, folks, uh, just a little note to you. Um, Obviously, you're listening to this. If you listened, if you watched season, uh, last episode of season eight, there is an extended little bumper scene after the end of the credits that we're going to discuss in full here. So, if you haven't seen that yet, if you haven't seen that end scene at the credits, folks that have watched it probably know what I'm talking about now. Go check that out. Hit pause on the old uh, podcast and go 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 hit your Disney Plus one more time because there's an extended little extra scene there that that's uh, really interesting. Um, so. With that said, fantastic season in the books. Small tier that we're not going to have this to discuss next week, Alex. Let's get it started. What were your first thoughts, man? All right. My first thoughts were this is basically the ultimate battle that they've been gearing up for these last two other episodes that we've reviewed. And it was exactly that, basically. We recruited the Bo-Katan and her friend... Uh, Koska Reeves, I believe. Koska, Koska Reeves? they call her Koska. Koska yeah. Reeves, yep. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, th- now they've got a quad Mando, right? Four Mandos, and uh, they and with Cara Dune's help, they basically go into the um, they go and try to destroy Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Right, exactly. So yeah, and uh, thoughts of the episode? Enjoyed? Thumbs um, up. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the Migs Mayfeld one. Okay. But we'll get to that. That's fair enough. Fair enough. We'll get to the rankings. I I thought it was fantastic. Obviously, there was something we'll discuss in our top threes. A certain someone showed up at the end of the episode, which was just blew my mind. Um, We had discussed perhaps him arriving, but uh, the fact that he showed up for reals, I couldn't believe it. Um, So lots of cool stuff to discuss. Let's start out with our top three. Um, I'll start this time for for my top three. Kind of like I'm going to continue on what Alex was saying was this uh, recruitment of this team of, uh, of, of, you know, this fire team that he brings together. And they all have different um, perspectives and things that what they want. It's kind of a very loose alliance. Um, We've got... Uh, you know, we got Boba Fett and Fennec on one side. They've got what they're into. They're helping the uh, Mando based on their um, based on their on their uh, uh, loyalty to him for, from the other mission with with Grogu and getting the baby back. And then we've got they go recruit. I really like that initial scene at the bar on that smokestack planet where they recruit uh, Bo Katan and Cosca Reeves. Yeah, and you can see the animosity cool. right there between Boba Fett. And uh, and that other Mando crew, I guess Axe Wolves, the other guy, he's out on another assignment. So there's only two Mandos at the bar. But you know they, you know, Casca and Boba have a pretty good wrestling match right there. Yeah, because basically because like they're like, wait, Boba, you're not like a real Mandalorian because right. he's a clone uh, considered to be Jango's son, but not really. Right. A couple shots from Pokatan below the belt there on his, you know, being a clone and you know not really being you know his own individual. Those kinds of things that really get him riled up. Um, you know, we have them kind of both doing kind of hand-to-hand Mando combat. They have like the fire together, uh, which was kind of really neat. So, but you, and it definitely sets those seeds of how important the dark saber is to Bo-Katan. 
and we, we set that in that bar right there. Um, of course, we've got uh, Cara Dune, who's along for the ride. She wants Moff Gideon to take back as an official marshal of the New Republic. She wants him alive. That's her, one of, you know, and of course, helping Mando. Mm-hmm. So we've got this team of rivals here you know, that Boca are kind of coming together. obviously wants the dark foot. Bo- yeah, Bo-Katan's main objective, we'll she'll help, later, but she yeah. wants a dark saber. So yeah, just the, the team that's brought together, you know, Mando's angels, if you will. You know, we've got four just completely badass ladies that are coming to, you know, help him out. And then, uh, you know, Boba Fett kind of as the fire, you know, as the Yeah, Boba the Fett isn't really like combat in this episode, right. he's more like air support. Air support. So yeah, that my, so my number my my number three is the the super awesome team that comes together for the the uh, the rescue heist mission. Um, I would think that that would also be mine. Uh, and let's see, is there anything else I can add to that? Um, well, there is Fennec Shand, of course. Oh yeah, to talk yeah. about Fennec. Yeah, well, Fennec Shand. Uh, she she actually goes all out in this episode. She's actually really good in this episode. I was concerned a little bit about Fennec towards the end when they have um, Moff Gideon sitting there in the room and the dark troopers are you know bashing the door in and he's basically saying, hey, we all know what's going to happen in five minutes when they break this door down. You guys are going to put a valiant effort and the only people who are going to be left alive are me and the baby. And I was wondering if, is Fennec going to like, die for this like I, I i could see her if if uh, if our if our main jedi doesn't show up at that moment and kind of save the day i would have wondered if fennec was going to stick with them or basically you know side with gideon and get the heck out of there alive yeah she has her own as we see at the end bumper scene she has her own motivations and stuff but she was awesome in this episode yeah I mean, with she, the shot through the door where the door is closing the blast doors are closing she hits the guy on the door she she has a bunch of awesome yeah. finishers um yeah honestly i don't think i can add much to the team especially the coming of the team was pretty cool for me. I liked the bar fight a lot, actually. I thought it was just cool, like, hand-to-hand Mando combat. And then, you know, obviously, the I I actually, like, I got the uh, pun, like, well, not the puns, but, like, sort of, like, mm-hmm. insults thrown at, you know, Boba Fett. Yeah. And yep. because I could understand them, you know, like, I watched yeah. that series. Yeah, and, and, like, hey, and you know, know it's very, th- this whole series has been like, what is it to be a Mandalorian? You know, is it a creed? Is it a race? Is it a, and, it, and a lot of these main characters, especially those that doff the armor, have different ideas of what being a Mandalorian is. And, and the main part about season two is what you've learned, you know, that uh, how much... Um, our Mando learns about what type of Mandalorian he wants to be. And that's going to be tested, I think, in Season 3. So, I think that's a great number 3. Why don't you go on with your number 2, buddy? Alright, my number 2 would probably be the Dark dark Troopers. Dark Troopers, yeah! yeah. Alright, so first, let's just... uh, I'm going to introduce you to the Dark Troopers by... Basically, they were the guys that took Baby Yoda. They didn't do much, like taking him but they yeah, only four of them yeah, only, yeah. <laughs> and basically moff gideon basically has a whole whole platoon of them and they're basically like super battle droids except like even super super and basically yeah, it, it almost sounds out when pershing's talking about him when they commandeer the uh the shuttle mm-hmm. it almost seems like they originally were almost like an exosuit where like a like a like a like a special forces stormtrooper put it on and then basically, as part of them developing them, they remove the trooper from it. Yeah, now they're these, like, super ultra battle droids, like Alex Yeah, them. and basically, you they know? can... The only things... They're basically made of this material that uh, deflects anything but Beskar and lightsabers. Because, as we know, only Beskar can deflect lightsabers, so they might actually be made of Beskar. 
Well, you're, you're starting to see why the Beskar is so valuable throughout the galaxy. Because, I mean, it is the only stuff that can stand up to blaster bolts, saber blades, all this stuff. So, yeah, maybe there's yeah. some Beskar you, in their you components. Know, I, Fireproof. I actually, I just thought of this, but, like, if that thing is best, the, the Beskar is the only thing that can repel lightsaber blades. Well, pure Beskar. Well, pure. So maybe it's an alloy. Maybe it's right. part Beskar. Right. Yeah, you know. well, like, I just realized... You know, like, General Grievous's guards? Mm-hmm. Like, they had staffs, right? And you could... Mm-hmm. They, yeah, and they fought them, and, like, they could not, you know, break the staffs. Uh, were those made of, like, pure Beskar? I don't know. Possibly, possibly. they look kind of... You know like the Empire. They have no problem taking resources. You know, I well, would not be surprised. at the time. Yeah, or yeah. whoever. But I would not be surprised if some of the Beskar that they purged from the Mandalorians were used to, com- you know, to construct these Dark Troopers. It would not yeah. be surprised. Uh, and basically... Uh, I love this Dark Trooper encounter when basically Moff Gideon's like, okay, they've breached the thing, power up the Dark Troopers, and basically the Dark Troopers take like five minutes to power up, and basically Mando's trying to get down there as fast as he can. And right, yeah, as, yeah. Par- as part of the mission, it's Mando's job. Everybody else comes out and distracts everybody that's alive, basically, on the yeah. thing. They boot up the Dark Troopers. It's Mando's job to slide in while everybody's distracted by the fire team and, you know, use that code cylinder to shut the doors and, and, and shut them down. Well, he doesn't get there in time, and man, he takes some shots, like Rock'em Sock'em style, to the, yeah, to the, it's basically to the like, helmet. It's basically like, oh my gosh. they're all charged up and starting to march, and Mando basically gets there just in the nick of time, closes the door, and one pops through. And basically, like, that thing just beats him up. And if he didn't have Beskar, one oh, shot he'd, dead. He'd, yeah. be a, he'd be a yeah. squished and, melon. And basically, uh, it, get, it basically wears him all out. The whistling birds don't even work. No whistling but Yeah, the first yeah. time whistling birds aren't effective. It's a good thing there's no concussion protocol in the Mandalorian because he took some serious shots to the skull. Um, yeah. And he's able to, you know, defeat him. Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, he defeats him basically... The Beskar spear, it flies off at the start of the battle, but then he gets hit right beside it, and he basically, like, javelin spears it through the guy's neck, and yeah. it, that does it. And he's like, oh, man, this is the only thing that's really effective. And basically, he launches the rest of them into space, and later, they come back after they've... And we knew it. You know, we were just yeah. waiting. We were like, ah, when are those darn Dark Troopers going to come yeah, back? Yeah, and because of course, it's right after they're in an unescapable bridge... And they've got Moff Gideon, and then they're like, oh no, they're coming in. And, like, they, like, lock the doors, and they're starting to, like, bang through. You can see the dents in the wall. And then my number one will happen, but I just love the Dark Troopers. Yeah, and and that's perfect. That that rolls right into what I was going to go with number two, is the the plotting and ingenuity of Moff Gideon's, my number two. And then it has to roll into the, the the, the lore of the Darksaber. So when all this is going on, Gideon instantly kind of figures out their plan and he makes a beat for baby Yoda. And so as you know as Alec was discussing, Mando's able to vent the dark troopers at least temporarily into space. He makes his way down to baby Yoda's downstairs, pops the door open. Of course Gideon's sitting there. Yeah, like of course we're like, oh yeah, the hallways are empty. Gideon's and then again, just just the idea that the empire or whoever has little binders for tiny little hands that small. That just goes to show you like how dare you put our baby Yoda in shackles like that. But of course they do because they're the evil empire. But um, you know, part of this he's engineered this whole thing to have this kind of mano a mano with um with Mando. And obviously, I think number one plan is that he defeats Mando. And he, you know, he's talking a little smack. He's saying, hey, if you take the baby, I'll let you go. And of course, he turns the back. You know, because Mando is not a violent guy, necessarily. He'll resort to violence if necessary. He's going to walk off with, with Grogu, Baby Yoda. Of course, he attacks him from behind. 
Uh, he disarms him, doesn't kill him. And I think this is like, you know, Moff Gideon's plan B. Because as we figure out when we go up to the control room, the Darksaber is... And I was shouting well, this out. Well, he defeated him. He defeated so, him. Yeah. The Darksaber can only be possessed or uh, its true allegiance only goes to somebody who wins the Darksaber in battle. And folks, if you're familiar with our other any of our other podcasts or have any Harry Potter lore in you, it's the Elder Wands legend. Of... Uh, of Star Wars. Uh, uh, of Star Wars. So at that point... Well, of Mandalorian. Creed. Yeah, at that point, he basically engineered, because he, what he wants, Gideon wants, you know, he, he's more than happy for the Mandos to start fighting each other. He knows that the only thing Bo-Katan wants is the Darksaber Blade. And now that Mando has taken from, it from Moff Gideon in combat, he even tries to yield and hand it to Bo-Katan. But the power, the lore of that blade will only go with those that are one of combat. And then you find out in the Harry Potter universe... The Elder Wand basically spells nothing but trouble for the owner of the Elder Wand. Sounds great. You have the yeah, wand well, that can defeat anyone. Also, but yeah. everybody wants it. So yeah. now, unfortunately, well, also, Mando just yeah, can't hand yeah. it to her and say, here you go, I don't want it. It has to be one in combat. Yeah. Well, also, um, it, Harry Potter, spoiler for the end of the thing, so pause right here. But, like, Harry gets rid of it. He breaks it. Right. Like, he's he, he breaks it up, throws it in the lake. He's like, I'm good with my wand, you know? Right. Like, he does right. not want that death stick. I, I death stick, wand of destiny. Items of these kinds of power, and the Darksaber is one of them, almost always equal more trouble than they're worth. But that doesn't mean that people want to thirst for having them. Because Bo-Katan wants more than anything to be the leader of Mandalore. And she needs to wield that blade, in her opinion, in her mind, in order for Mandalore to follow her. Yeah. So now Mando's got it. And yeah. that's going to be a really interesting point in season three as we go forward because yeah, that's going to be continuing also, just to so be a you guys problem. know, uh, there's got to be a season three. Like they cannot end it right here. Oh, of course, of course. But oh my gosh! So that basically sets the table for I think probably both of our number ones. But that's where we're at in the story. Um, All right, and they basically what also. I'm what trying to think of anything else that was yeah, yeah. You know, super awesome. Run into the launch tube with the uh, with the. Oh shuttle. yeah, there was this. There was that this was great awesome. shot where basically. You know, like those, basically almost it reminded me of the Millennium Falcon's gap in the middle for the escape pod, oh, except yeah. it was out. Very cool. Yeah. So like, basically they have this like tide jettison launcher, one way tube, and it's basically shaped like the Millennium Falcon's sort of like front like little Like notch. Thing. Yeah, I hear yeah, what like you're saying. Yeah, like it's notch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then basically TIE fighters are coming through there, but then like, uh, also their plan was they captured this shuttle at the start. So they're the people in there, like Mando and stuff, in the shuttle. An evil pilot, evil yeah. pilot talking just yeah. back to. Well, no, uh, that was at the very start. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. But yeah, like um, they basically they go in there when Tie Fighters are still ejecting. And it's just a super cool scene, and it, yeah, and it's yeah. blocked off. So yeah. so basically, that's where we're set, right? At this point, before we get to our number They've one, they defeated Moff Gideon. Well, they defeated Moff Gideon, but he still feels like he has an awful lot of cards because he's you know. Bo-Katan is kind of frustrated with the Mando. We don't, you know, he, well, no, like they're not he's got the dark troopers ready to pound the door down. And he's sitting there. He's holding the royal flush. He's like, dude, at some point, either Bo-Katan's going to try to kill you to get the Darksaber, or my dark troopers are going to pound this door down and kill you guys, and it'll be me and the baby. No problem. Moff, and he has a blaster kind of that has fallen to the ground that he's got hidden under his cloak. So Moff Gideon, although defeated, he has set up the situation to where he's still in control of things to a certain extent oh, yeah, with those dark also, troopers coming in. Yeah, and until the ultimate trump card. Three, two, one. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Well, we don't know it's Luke Skywalker, but a one X-Wing Ho- comes in. Hooded Hooded figure. figure. 
And dude, when he has, when he's green lightsaber and green lightsaber also, when we and the gloved hand, glove. yeah, as soon as hand. the gloved hand comes out, I'm like, oh my god, it's Luke Skywalker. And all of a sudden, I'm like six years old again, and I'm watching him, like you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't believe it, folks. I, I was just like, it's Luke. It's yeah. Luke, like remember, full of the abilities. It's almost like they took the, um, you know, the Rogue One scene where Darth, Darth Vader was just like wrecking dudes aboard yeah. the uh, Tantum Four to get the the code disc or whatever. Yeah, they did the Luke version of that, and he's just, you know, this, this whole time, Moff Gideon has been talking about how his dark troopers are like the answer. You can't beat the dark troopers. Can't beat. The dark. We saw how hard it was for Mando to just defeat one, and I think he even says that. And then Luke and then just, Luke just carves him. him up. Luke Luke just carves him up like they're you know. Pumpkins. Yeah, exactly. He carves them up like they're mozzarella sticks before the Super Bowl, man. He's, he's, yeah. It couldn't oh, be easier. And by the way, guys, like, I watched this live with my dad for the first time. I looked at his face and he was just like bonkers. His eyes were like as big as like golf balls. Transcendent. Like, Transcendent. I lost it. I had to watch it again yeah. last night. I completely. Yeah, he lost it. So, anyway, yeah, so he comes in. And, and honestly, yeah, go yeah. Ahead, buddy. You, I'll well, shut up for a minute. You talk. Yeah. They're, they're in the bridge and basically they see through the security cams. They keep on seeing him. He's just like, slice, 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 slice. And then, like, he's going up the elevator. And then, like, they do this really cool shot of, like, like this platoon of, like, eight dark troopers basically being, like... The ones at the door. Yeah, yeah. they're basically like, oh, no. And they basically stop doing the door and get into battle position. And then Luke just basically, like, knocks them, forces one of them, and just, like, slices the rest. Yeah, and he crushes one. But, yeah, and you see Moff Gideon. They keep cutting back to Moff Gideon's face is where, like, his trump card, he had everything laid out the way he wanted it. You know, plan yeah. 1A, maybe, or 1B. And you just keep seeing his face falling and falling. Like, oh, and also, oh, this is the one well, thing also, I didn't calculate for. Here's this yeah. one thing that he does try to do that I like. Like, quick thinking from Mando, he does pull out that blaster uh, while like Lucas wrecking guys, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm beat." He pulls out the blaster that he's hidden, and he tries to shoot the child. But then Mando basically does like a body in front of him, and the best guard's like, right? He does, and then and then Kara knocks him out. Right? Yeah, Moff Gideon does that. Yeah, he shoots Koska Reeves. She falls. And then, um, yeah, Mando does like the the full body save exactly, and then yeah. and he's out. Yeah. And then it's it's you know and open then, the yeah. door, you know. Yeah, and then it's Luke Skywalker, and I mean, my dad, I I honestly forgot in this scene until my dad said it, but like Luke Skywalker's actor is old, like he was the like like they must have done like a old new character model. Or well, something. that's that's the know. interesting part. I'm, I'm going to love to watch the Mando this, documentary yeah, to see the how they actor. did this. Yeah, because it, it was Mark Hamill and I think what they did though is he did all the acting and I think they modeled his young face kind of like they did for Robert Downey Jr. I think in what, I, uh, one of the Avengers movies I, where he looks like young Robert Downey Jr. But anyway, oh, it's it, Luke and was, Luke's voice and I thought it looked good. Yeah. Oh, whereas I think they, they, they tried that in Rogue One and, and, and some of the other uh, applications with what... Uh, Tarkin and Leia, it didn't look as good as this. This looked amazing. Well, of course, technology and the volume have probably and, and he's alive. I think at yeah. the other time they're using the, the you know at that time Leia and uh, and the actor who played Moff Tarkin were both passed away. But yeah, you know. So I mean, and then he basically, you know, Luke says, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm here. You know, the, he's the he's the Jedi that that oh R two D two is also maybe you to reach out. Yeah, and then and and he's you know it's a danger to him if he doesn't train himself." And then we just have the emotional scene. Oh my gosh! And then I mean, Baby like, Yoda's you want to talk like, about? A, a, and a then moist basically, up. what happens is, yeah, zoom in on Baby Yoda's face. He's like, basically, like, he Papa, go can I go? You. Yeah. And then he's like, Go, he'll help you. And then he basically like tries to lift up the mask, Baby Yoda. And then Mando takes off the mask. Yeah. And he oh, and God. then he gives Baby Yoda to Luke, and they do this super cool like thing where basically it's like, Bye. 
Well, yeah. Hey, I mean, he's 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 a proud papa sending off his little guy to to, to Jedi College. Basically, oh yeah, it's it's kind of like sending off your kid to elementary school or whatever. Yeah, and it's just like the you know the amount of emotion in this episode they squeeze out of with an actor holding a little puppet. When you think about it, I mean, I'm I'm I was so into it, and then you know, even then, Baby Yoda's like, I don't know if I want to go with this kind of scary dude in the black cloak until R two D two shows up, and at that point, a couple beeps and boops. Who isn't going to go with the guy who has R2-D2? I mean, like, you know, at that point, Baby yeah. Yoda's just walking. Well, also, R2-D2, trying not to break up the emotional moment here, but, like, R2-D2, best joke ever in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he has some experience yeah. with these yeah. little green creatures and yeah. such. So he was, yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. He's so. probably like, oh, cool, there's another you know, one. So then, the you know, yeah, as the, the rising, the music rises and everybody's emotions are about peak level, blast doors close and season out until... We have, you know, uh, you know, credits and such, and then we have a, a shot of Jabba's palace. Now, if you guys haven't seen this yet, please pause here. We get a shot of Jabba's palace afterwards, and it's basically Bib Fortuna is sitting on Jabba's throne. Now, I guess as part of being a crime boss on Tatooine comes with access to the crime boss buffet because yeah, now he's so. like seven hundred pounds. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's, he's a chunky boy. You know, and, and all of us, all his minions are getting blasted away, and then Fennec and Boba come down the stairs, and they wreck shop, and and then so after that, Fortuna. they basically they throw his corpse off of the uh, chair, and then Boba Fett sits on it, right, and, and Fennec grabs a bottle of spotchka, and she's they're just sitting there like you know the ultimate Star Wars shot, and we get fade to black and the book of Boba Fett coming spring twenty twenty one, and that was the so, I mean. Where this puts us, guys, that's where we're, you know, our top threes are done. Where this puts us, you know, for season three, what is the Book of Boba Fett? Is it a show? Is it a comic? Is it Mandalorian season three? Is it its own? Is that the yeah. Marshals or, or Rangers of the New Republic? I don't know. So, But we have so well, many different ways to go. So I think at this point, let's take a breath well, here and also, try to figure out. Well, Alex, do you have any? Let's think of some ideas of where Mando season well, three are going. Do- uh, well, obviously, we had this immediate theory after we watched the episode of Baby Yoda's going to be part of the Jedi school, probably going to see Ben before Kylo, and right. things are probably going to go haywire, and you're going to see, like, 50 to 60-year-old Mando being called up by Luke, or, like, someone, like R2-D2, maybe, and being basically like, hey, your kid, he's in danger. This Padawan's, like, wrecking shop over here. Because yeah, like, I place. can't imagine that they're going to leave it off, that Baby Yoda gets... Killed by a rampage in Kylo Ren. I don't. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. So yeah, I, like, I, I think it's sort of like the younglings in uh, Return Revenge of the Sith. Like remember, Anakin just like completely wrecks shop with them. Remember, right? Like the younglings in Revenge of the Sith. Right. Yeah. So, oh gosh, and I also forgot one thing. The last line that he speaks is when he has his mask off to him. He says, "Hey, don't be afraid." Or don't be scared, or something. And, and oh man, anyway, uh, misty eyed. Um, so, so what I'm thinking is where we're going for season three of the Mandalorian. I, I think that Mando's going to be pulled because now he has possession of the dark saber. Baby Yoda Grogu is a Jedi a Jedi college. I think he's going to be pulled into this Mandalorian war with Cosca Reeves and Bo-Katan. And the fact that he holds that blade is going to be a problem at some point. Yeah. And I, I think also, while that's going on, we got Boba Fett and Fennec becoming crime bosses here. Our friend Cobb, Cobb Vanth. Vanth, 
That's going to screw everything up with what he left off with Cobb Vance. Because most Pelgo is just trying to be a peaceful town. Right. And honestly, that's probably going to get rampaged by right. thieves. Boba's going to show up in his former armor, causing all kinds of problems. So I think there's a you know good chance, and, and we've also got, you know, now we know Cara Dune is a marshal of the New Republic. You know, where does that tie in? So there's a bunch of different ways this can go. Uh, at some point, is Baby Yoda going to have issues with turning to the dark side? Mando's got to come and get him. Uh, you know, it, b- before any of this happens, who knows? Yeah. So, um, uh, also, you know, uh, uh, you know, at the end of this, uh, Moff Gideon's been neutralized. Yeah. So, I mean, are all yeah. these things well, going to tie honestly, in together? I mean, we, Moff, got, Gideon, yeah, Moff Gideon, the person, has been neutralized. Moff Gideon's purpose is living strong. Like, right. his, his, it was never really fighting Moff Gideon was tough. It was a bit tough, but, like, he left this genius plan of, like, messing up everyone's stuff. Well, I like, still think the, all his ultimate goal was to extract Baby Yoda's Benachlorians or Force Power and use that to maybe make Snoke or the Emperor 2 that we see in Rise of Skywalker yeah, or something Smoke, like that. Smoke, our favorite character. Smoke, everybody's favorite character. Smoke, yeah. So I, I think that's going to continue on either with him or without him. Um, we have, we now we know we're having the Ahsoka Tano show. We're having the Rangers of the New Republic. We're having whatever this Book of Boba Fett is. Are all these things going to tie in together into a Mando season three or four that finishes this whole arc up? You know, I have I, no idea. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but it's it, they they put it out in so many different ways. But there's no doubt that season three will change because it's not going to be the Grogu Baby Yoda slash Mando show anymore. Yeah, they're gonna you know we'll probably get some scenes of Baby Yoda training. You know, you know, force wielding these kinds of things. We're going to get some scenes of Mando on Mandalore, probably trying to take down. You know, either becoming an enemy or something. I think the way that this um, episode ended, it definitely says like, "All right, our team of heroes came together for this one mission. Now we're breaking apart. Everybody has their own individual scenarios. You know, yeah, Boba's becoming a crime boss. You know, Bo-Katan wants what she wants." You know, Mando, and where does Mando Mando's fit in? Tied in, yeah. Where does he fit into all this? Cara yeah. Dune's, you know, she's a New Republic and uh, person. Cobb Vanth is just off screen. We got Cobb Vanth, probably harassed. I mean, obviously, by, we're 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 not like, done. You know, I, Migs is out there now. Migs Mayfield, where, was he? Where yeah. he was he going to run to? Is probably running around. I mean, Grief Karga yeah. is out and about. Yep. We we have all these threads that that need you know, to be tied that will potentially can be pulled upon, um, and just you know. In summation, before we get to the, you know, I just think season one of The Mando was such a breath of fresh air for Star Wars fans everywhere, where everybody can kind of universally just give it a huge hug and thought it was fantastic, for the most part. You know, season two had a huge uh, a task to follow up such a big hit, yeah. and I think they nailed it. Oh, also Ahsoka, you know, so, I forgot. And, uh, Ahsoka, right, exactly. Yeah. We got a whole, we got a, a whole Jedi thread to pull. Yeah. So, or, or you know, her, her chasing, you know, I think her story is going to become now focused on... You know, finding Ezra and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I think that's going to be basically yeah. live action Rebels at some point, mm-hmm. which I mean couldn't be better for guys yeah. like us. Honestly, let's let's get to the ratings. Cause... Oh, anyway, yeah. Before one more ratings, there were uh, big shouts out to Peyton Reed. He was the director of this episode. Again, the director of Ant Man, one of Alex and I's favorite MCU movies. Yeah, he directed the um, Frog the Lady five. episode. Yeah, um, and just excellent job. I thought pacing. There wasn't a clunky line of dialogue in it. There was no fat in this episode. There was no... Oh, no. There was there was no need for trimming. There was no trim. Yeah, I mean, just... Oh, well, honestly, I did not know that the guy that did Ant-Man did this episode. Yeah, yep. interesting. Hey, he and, must and, have done the Dark Trooper tech. 
Like, yeah. uh, behind the scenes. He must have, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'd love to see some interviews with him. You know, the fact that the Favreau had the trust to put in Peyton Reed to bring this home for the whole season. I mean, you know, great job. Hope he comes back for future episodes. Um, so the Mando model runs strong. Hopefully they can pull some of these awesome threads into a, a fantastic season three because, man, this was great stuff. Yeah, all right. Let's give our ratings for the episode and then after that this whole entire season. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so let me let me think here. So, out of ten, uh, you know, bo- dark troopers. Dark tro- out of ten dark troopers, what would you give the finale? Uh, I would give it an eight point five out of ten. Eight point five out of ten. I will have to give it a nine point three, just for the fact that I turned into a puddle of goo when Luke Skywalker showed up. Yeah, and we saw the glove, and I just was like, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching my VHS tape of Return of the Jedi for the 783rd time in 1989. So th- that they were able to do that with me was, you know, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. uh, something else. So then, okay, so that that's our, so for the whole of season two as compared to season one, um, what would you give it out of 10, you know, Beskar helmets? I mean, at season two, what do you think? Uh, I would say that it's a solid... Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Would you rank? Would you put season one above season two in your opinion? Or definitely not. I I think that season two for a Star Wars fan like me brought it home because if you were a Star Wars fan brought in just because it was Mando and you had Disney Plus, then Mando season one would probably be the better one for you. But I know like all these series that people are from like. Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, right, I know uh, Boba, I know Boba, and uh, let's see, others, also, like, you know, there's the whole Rebels thing trying to get tied in, there's the whole, like, Rise of uh, um, Last Jedi thing tied into there, like, everything is getting tied in that, like, I have seen, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that, you know, like, because yeah, cool. season one was, you know, like you very said, sep- like, yeah. it's, like, very separated from the outside story, and it's like, trying to do its own thing and basically basically build the characters. Right. You know, season 2 is like establishing it like where it is in like the Star Wars timeline, connecting it to other shows, like putting bringing in like some like, you know, characters that we know and love if you're a Star Wars nerd right. like us. Right. Other lore, you know, Dark yeah, Dark Saber, all yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, I would definitely rank it higher. I think that probably season 1 was probably a 7 out of 10 for me. Okay. Just to say just to compare. That's very interesting. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see, you know, when when um, when when my wife and Alex's mom watches this because she's not as clued into all this other lore stuff yeah, and all this. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see how, what she thinks of it when we watch it here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if she feels the same, but uh, I agree with you. I, I think season one was fantastic on its own. I would give that an eight, and I would give season two a nine. But they're both fantastic, um, and I think the future of Star Wars is bright uh, with the creative team. And uh, what they have uh, coming in the future. So I think that about wraps us up here, buddy. Yep. Um, we've had a lot of fun. I've had a blast talking this season, uh, season two, uh, episode to episode with you. So thanks for joining me on this crazy mission here. Yep. I appreciate I'm it. I'm the co-person. <laughs> and, and folks, I hope you, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, oh, have a happy holiday. Yes, yes, everybody, have a happy holiday. Be safe. You know, be healthy. Be happy out there. Enjoy some family time. Because um, next week, I do not think that we will release anything. Yeah, we'll probably, uh, as far as the nerd basement goes, we'll probably hit the uh, the brakes a little bit. What we'll probably do is watch the um, the documentary stuff, and then we might do a, a, a wrap up podcast on the doc, just yeah. a little summary of the, yeah. all of the episodes of that. Watch so. out for maybe some podcasts from me. I don't know. I'm thinking on some ideas. Maybe uh, just me. Yeah, some stuff. Alex has got some plans. So 
the feed will be open. If something comes up that we uh, we feel needs to be discussed, we will discuss it here on Nerd Basement. But I think uh, that wraps us up here for this week. Yep. Um, and you guys take care out there. All right. Yep. See you guys next time on the Nerd Basement.